Hey everyone, this is the Forever and Always podcast. I'm Chris. And I'm Katie. And I'm really excited today. Do you want to know why I'm excited? Why? (laughs) Because (laughs) you didn't sound happy at all. (laughs) I'm excited because we're talking about wedding planning. And planning our wedding was so much fun to me. I mean, I had a great time. Did you? I mean, uh, like, you were I was just glad we were getting married, so I don't really care about yeah, the rest. Yeah, So we're just going to be talking about wedding planning and tips that we have, what we did and what we wish we did and that we ended up not doing. And yeah, just kind of give our input. And we're going to go through a timeline of when, like, if you are planning a wedding, kind of when you should be doing certain things. And I just want to say that this podcast is not exclusive for people who are only in a relationship. Like, if you are, you know, just dating someone, not even dating anyone, not thinking about marriage at all right now, everyone's welcome, and this podcast is for everyone. And we are going to be giving, like, just talking about our wedding in general. So if you want to listen, then you are welcome here. Yeah, so to start the timeline, we're going to talk about engagements and like celebrating the engagements, but also making sure that you're ready to plan the wedding because it's going to sneak up on you. Yeah, and definitely just enjoy the time that you two have together being engaged. It's such a fun time, like wedding planning. It's, I don't know, there's a lot going on. So just kind of slow down and remember to look out for each other and maybe like don't fight about the wedding planning because that's so stupid. We didn't really fight about anything because Chris kind of just let me do all of it. But, you know, if you and your partner are both kind of stubborn or you both have different ideas, just talk through it with each other and make sure that you're really understanding what one another wants in their wedding. Yeah. And another really big factor to decide before even like planning it all yourself is whether you want a wedding planner or not. Right. And essentially a wedding planner is just going to help like create your entire day that you envision they're going to be the liaison between you and your vendor and your venue and your, you know, all the people that you're working with. And so they can definitely take a huge weight off your shoulder and really help you out. And yeah, I mean, we didn't get a wedding planner. That was something, you know, we talked about it in the beginning, but that was something that I knew I didn't really want because I love planning things. And I don't know, I just kind of knew that we wanted to do it on our own. And, you know, we were up for the challenge, but If you're someone that's not super organized, you don't feel like you can keep up with all of it, especially life gets busy. I mean, planning a wedding is so overwhelming. You know, getting a wedding planner can be a great choice. The second most important thing when planning a wedding is creating a budget after, or it could be your first, but... Yeah, and I was just going to say one more thing about a wedding, you know, getting a wedding planner and deciding. One thing that I did wish we we had was a day planner and so they would just come and you know coordinate everything the day of our wedding and I think that would have helped us a lot because we wouldn't have had to worry about small little details you know there's so many things like cutting the cake and doing the first dance and all those I guess you know getting everyone together for photographs and just having someone there that could communicate those types of things Um, if you have a DJ or someone they can help you do that, but just actually having a day planner there, making sure everything is running smoothly, that takes all of that away from you as well. So like Chris said, the next step is to figure out your budget. So talk to your fiance and your family and, you know, their family and 
figure out who's paying for what, what your budget is. If you know that up front, everything is going to go so much more smooth. And, you know, even if money is not an issue, like you have unlimited funds or whatever for your wedding, a budget is still so important because you're, you're having to pay all these people and, you know, you're putting a lot of money out there. And so, I, I mean, I think it's important to have a budget, especially for something so expensive. There's so many little expenses that go into wedding planning. So the way that we figured out our budget was we made a list of everything that we thought that we would spend money on. And then, you know, down the line, we would maybe add more to that list. And then that way we could kind of figure out where we were spending money and things like that. And then on the list, we would put our top most important and I guess most expensive aspects of the wedding. And so very top was the venue. And then after that was probably catering. And then, you know, high up there was probably like the dress and suit and things like that. So just go through your list and prioritize what you want to be spending most of your money on. And then that way, when you have, you know, a photographer sending you their packages and things like that, then you can kind of figure out what route you want to go. Yeah, it's really important and it could save like a lot of problems in the future. Like Katie said, it might not be important to you, but it keeps track of like who you have to pay really if you're not really worried about money. And I have a little tip. So if you don't have a wedding planner and you are taking on the challenge of doing this all yourself, make a little email folder on your email and add in everyone that you're coordinating with for the wedding. So you'll put like your main point of contact for the venue there and you know, all these contacts and that way you can refer back to it and everything's organized every everything's right in that folder you're not going to have missing emails missing quotes things like that and that was one way that we just kept everything super organized and then on a separate sheet I had like a spreadsheet of all of our expenses and when they were due what deposits we had already paid and what else we still owed and then that like really kept everything super organized. So if you don't have a wedding planner or someone to do that for you, I would definitely recommend making an email folder and making sure that all of your contacts are right in there. After figuring out your budget, you're going to want to figure out your venue because venues get booked out and they're really big and it's good to kind of go visit those venues and see because you're ultimately getting married there or holding a reception. So you want to give the impression that you want from your wedding. Right. The venue sets like the whole aesthetic and vibe of your wedding. You know, if you want something rustic, you're probably going to choose like a barn or an outdoor setting. Or if you want something more modern and classic, you're maybe going to do a ballroom inside a grand hotel. Um, you know, there's so many different wedding venues. And so for us, we the way that we picked ours is we knew we wanted something maybe with a mountain backdrop, very elegant, classy, maybe a little modern. You know, we weren't kind of sure because you, you make these Pinterest boards, like you have this idea of what you want your wedding to be. But then when you're actually wedding planning and you see how many options there are and you're actually choosing things and stuff like that, your entire plan can change. So we originally thought that we wanted to get married up in the mountains. So the first venues that we looked at were like Snowbird, Snow Pine. What else? I think those were like the main ones. Maybe there was a couple in Park City that we wanted to check out, but we never did. Yeah. And then we had one on our list that we were like told about uh, from Katie's aunt. And we put it on the list because like from the Instagram, it looked cool. So we put it on and went to go view it. And that's the one we picked. Yeah, we fell in love with it. It was absolutely beautiful. It was kind of like an old castle. 
that's been there forever and the original owners still own it and you know they have a farm there and everything and it's just so beautiful. So if you're struggling to figure out what type of venue you want, pick your top four or five and go see them in person and get in contact with the event coordinator at that venue and they can answer all your questions for you. They can let you know if they have an in-house caterer, if they provide linens and tables and all those little details. So definitely just create those relationships with those event coordinators because they'll be your biggest help. And make sure they're there to help you and it's not like a you're there to boss them around and it might not get done. You want to make sure your relationship with them is like good and they're like going to be reliable for your wedding. Yeah. Don't be a bridezilla. Kindness is key. Uh, I think we're going to go over vendors. So your food, snacks, all that. Yeah. So after you pick your venue, it's time to start really looking into who you want as your photographer, your videographer. Are you going to get a getaway car to drive away in? All these little details. The way that we chose ours was pretty much all through Instagram. I found our cake lady on Instagram, florist, and yeah, social media is just a great way to connect with people, and so that is pretty much where I found all of our vendors, and I just contacted a ton of different ones. I looked at their prices, different styles, and kind of chose what was best for us, and you know, Chris and I went through Pinterest beforehand and looked at a bunch of different cake styles to see kind of what we were wanting. I knew I wanted something really simple, Chris wanted maybe a little flowers on there. I just wanted it to be yummy. Yeah, you just kind of cared about the flavor. Yeah, so I would say just do a lot of research. You want it to be everything you envisioned. So really take your time and do your research and kind of piece together your budget that way. And I think one big thing is like we taste tested our food. So we knew like if it was good or not. So if that's one issue with you, like, and you don't know the vendor or you never had that caterer, you might want to try and see if they do a testing. Yeah, it was fun to go taste testing. We tried a bunch of different meals and decided what we liked best and what fit like our whole aesthetic, I guess. So that brings us to our next important subject, and that's the engagement photos and cards. Yeah, so you'll want to get your engagement photos done so that you can send out your save the dates or just your invitations. (laughs) I feel like I'm saying that weird. Invitations? Okay, invitations can be kind of confusing because there's like weird wording and, you know, you don't know how to invite just for the ceremony or well I guess not just for the ceremony just for the reception but also for the ceremony and things like that and so what we did was we created inserts and that's usually what people will do is they'll just have like a separate insert that's like you are invited to the ceremony and then another one that's like the reception will be held da 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 and all the information is on it so yeah we got pretty much all of our information on how to create the wording and the different types of inserts on zola.com yeah and that didn't matter because covid happened and we had to do <laughs> a bunch of invitations yeah true we basically had to redo everything so none of our save the dates or invitations or any of that like I feel really bad because we wasted a ton of paper remaking them twice. And then the third time, so we actually did make a wedding website, which I would highly, highly recommend because you'll have your registry on there. You'll have all the information, you know, you'll have maps of where to go and things like that. And so you can put your wedding website link at the bottom of your invitation and then everyone can go check that, especially if anything changes like Corona 
then people can check your website and you can easily change it and then all the updates will be right there. So I'd highly recommend making a wedding website. We did ours on Zola.com as well. Yeah, and this like brings it back to budget because this like snuck up on us and we had no idea, right? We had to buy two or three rounds of invitations, so... Yeah. This is another important thing like to keep in your budget because you'll know how much you're going to spend again if you kept that number from before, right? Yeah, exactly. Maybe don't make your budget so tight that there's no room for error because there definitely was a lot of room for error in our little coronavirus wedding. <laughs> um, and then another thing that we also didn't budget in at all because we didn't even think about it was postage stamps. I think it's like 80 cent or a dollar. I honestly have no idea. But I got so, I bought so many stamps because for our original wedding, I think we had invited around 200 people. That's between the Georgia reception and the Utah reception. So, you know, I think it was like 150 for Utah, whatever it was like split up. But that's a lot of postage that we sent out twice. And that doesn't include like the postage that comes back because you put like something wrong. (laughs) Yeah, you write the wrong address or whatever. Um, Something that we loved doing was make sure that wherever you get your your invitations or save the dates from that they can do address printing on the card and what we did was we wrote down other people's addresses but we had our return address already printed on the envelope and that helped so much because we were able just to kind of go through write down all the addresses put the stamps on and then just send it out i think that brings us to our next subject which is the dress and the suit shopping yeah that was probably my favorite part was going dress shopping it's so much fun especially when you have your mom there your sister there your family whoever it is i don't know it's just it was a fun experience and of course chris didn't see my dress at all until we actually got married and i would agree with katie like suit shopping was really fun and i had a good time yeah i went with chris suit shopping and it was really cool he got an entire custom suit and then on the inside the inside little was it the sleeve or no the inside jacket it said forever and always and then it had our date april 4th 2020 and then what was what else was custom it had like everything was custom but then it had like my initials oh yeah it had your initials it was really cool so definitely getting your outfits is something to really look forward to yeah and make sure when you're getting like fitted for it it fits right on you like it's you want it to look good on you so like even if the guy says oh this is what like grooms usually do it's your wedding so like do that and that goes for the girl's dress too for sure right yeah (laughs) absolutely it's funny because i had envisioned myself in a very sparkly dress with a lot of embellishments and things like that. I mean, I didn't want a ball gown or anything like that. I knew I wanted kind of like a mermaid or more fitted look. But after going wedding shopping, I had tried on several dresses that I just described, like sparkly embellishments, a lot of lace, um, long trains and things like that. And then the dress that I ended up picking was very simple and very just elegant and timeless. But I fell in love with it. So, I mean, you never know. You can kind of go into it and have something in mind that you want. But then after, like I said, after you're looking and trying things on, your opinion could completely change. Yeah, definitely keep your mind open to like different aspects of your wedding because we definitely did and we loved every aspect of it. 
I agree. It was so much fun. It's a good time. Okay, and I forgot to say, when you're sending out your invites, you should probably send them out about like eight months before, especially if it's a a destination wedding. If not, then you can send them out like two or three months before. Um, But if it's like you're sending out a save the date for a destination wedding, then I would say eight months is about a good enough time frame for people to get their flights and things like that. And last but not least, it's time to plan your bridal shower and your bachelor and bachelorette parties. So usually the bridal shower is planned by your mom your sister one of your closest friends and that's kind of just a time to celebrate usually you'll get some gifts so you want to make sure that you have thank you cards on hand and ready to write and send out directly after the bridal shower because maybe you'll get a gift from someone at your bridal shower you'll want to send them a thank you but then you want to send them another thank you if they also send you a gift on your wedding day. I know we maybe forgot to mention that earlier when we were talking about cards, but just remember thank you cards, order plenty, and you know even if you don't give gifts it's good to send thank you to people that attended and were there for you and supportive. For sure it's important to let people know that you're appreciative of them even if they didn't come and like if they gave you a gift for sure too. Yeah absolutely. And then as far as bachelor and bachelorette parties go, usually your maid of honor or your best man will plan those, just kind of depending on what you want to do. Just coordinate with your, you know, your bridal party and talk about what you want to do. We kind of did a combined bachelor and bachelorette party just because... All of our friends are like friends with each other, so we just decided to go and we always do trips like that, so it's always fun. Yeah. And, you know, that's kind of non-traditional. Usually it's like the girls do their own thing, the guys do their own thing. But, I don't know, we had fun combining and joining forces. So, (laughs) definitely do that if you want to. And, you know, lastly, I kind of just wanted to touch on, you know, choosing your bridal party. It can seem like a very overwhelming and daunting task, especially, I mean, I know for Chris, he has like a billion friends. (laughs) And so, he had a really hard time figuring out what you know, what to do. And I would say just follow your heart. And I know that sounds cheesy, but just do what you think is best for you because ultimately it's your day and you don't want to worry about, you know, the drama of, oh, I feel bad if I have this person as a bridesmaid, but this person isn't or whatever, you know, just choose what feels right for you. No one is going to be like so super extremely upset over it and if they are then they can talk to you about it and you can work your issues out but you know if if someone's gonna be mad at you about that they're not a friend that you even want to have so do what's best for you yeah definitely do what's best for you i think the most important thing about a wedding is just to enjoy it with your wife or your husband or just your partner whoever that might be yeah just the day of your wedding just try and remember what you're there for and soak that in because it can be very overwhelming. It can be fast paced. You're talking to a lot of people. So just remember to take that, you know, that time with your partner and, you know, soak it all in because it does go by super quick. And, you know, it's just, it's such a fun day. We had so much fun at our wedding and our reception. Yeah. And we want to thank everyone who's been listening to this and who came to our wedding. Yeah, absolutely. So, Chris, do you have any tips for guys who aren't really wanting to be involved in the wedding planning? They don't necessarily care, like, about it. I mean, they care about the wedding, but they don't care about the actual planning. But maybe the wife or the partner is kind of, like, wanting them to be more involved. Do you have any 
you know, tips. I mean, show your interest. And even if you don't like care about like this, like slight color of blue compared to the other slight color of blue, <laughs> pretend you care and be like, oh yeah, I like this one. And just explain why, like, you know, <laughs> what if it's she's okay like, to pretend. What if she's like, really? I kind of liked the other one. <laughs> then, then you say, oh yeah, for sure. Either one. <laughs> I mean, yeah, I mean, I'm pretty easygoing, so Kate, and like, Katie knows that about me, so she definitely got frustrated sometimes when I was like, oh, yeah, you choose. It's a better problem to have than to be overly picky. <laughs> yeah, I agree. I think you were, like, the perfect amount of chill, you know? Like, I would ask you a question, and you would maybe give a little bit of feedback, but you weren't too, you didn't care too much, and so I liked that I kind of could choose whatever that I thought was best. But I definitely think if you're listening to this and you maybe don't care about wedding planning at all and you kind of just want to let your partner take the reins, definitely show that you're interested because it will make a world of difference and it will make your day turn out, your wedding day turn out so much better because it's something that you guys plan together. And I think that's what's most important is like there's little aspects of each of you in all of the decorations and all of the planning and all of the thought that went behind it. And so I think that's really what comes down to it. Like, obviously, you know, if that, that's an issue, they're not, they don't care, like, what color it comes down to, you know? I think really what it is is, like, they just care about you being involved and they're like, well, this is our wedding, you know? I want you, I want your input. And so... And I think we've covered mostly anything, but we might have... Oh, it looks like Katie has something on her little list. <laughs> I do have more information. <laughs> I could talk about wedding planning all day long, so I'll just keep this going. Um, the last thing before, you know, you get your your wedding completely together is you want to make sure that you obviously get a guest book and photos and those little details that you want at your wedding, that you want present. You know, maybe you have a card box, a little present section. I don't know. All those things. Your menu, your drink menu. Make sure you have those little details down. And then create an itinerary of the actual wedding day. Now, if you do have a day planner, which, you know, like I said, we kind of wish we had. But if you do have a day planner, they can help you coordinate this and create this. Make a wedding day itinerary and send it to the bridal party because that will help keep everyone on track. So, you know, you'll say, all right, we have photos at 4 p.m. And then we're going to go straight to the ceremony at 4.30. And then 5.15, everyone's going to start showing up for the reception. 6 o'clock is food. You know, I don't know, 6.30 is cut the cake, then we'll have dessert, and then we'll have the dance, and then we'll have everyone dancing, and then send off 9 p.m. So just go through that kind of timeline of the night, and that way everything will run very smoothly, and you can make sure that you don't have any little details left out. Making sure everyone's on the same page, especially your partner, your families, and your groomsmen and bridesmaids is very important because that way you don't really have to worry about everything else. Someone else almost worries about it from there. <laughs> yeah, and your bridal party, your bridesmaids, your groomsmen, your family, they are there to help you. And something like, I guess this is maybe a flaw that I have is I don't want help from other people. I want to do things myself, but something that I learned when wedding planning was like, you need to let other people help you. This is, you know, it's a huge day. There's so many little details that go into it. And, you know, when I kind of finally let my mom take some things and 
you know, like stopped worrying so much about every little detail and I just kind of let it go. I started enjoying the wedding planning process 10 times more. I mean, I already enjoyed it before, but yeah, that's just something to keep in mind, especially if you don't have a wedding planner is use people's help and be grateful for it. And, you know, don't turn it away because all the help you can get is definitely amazing. We might do another wedding episode or we might talk about wedding planning with like a guest. So if you guys have questions, keep those in mind and maybe we'll ask for them. Yeah. And if you have any questions at all, you can totally ask me. I love wedding planning and there's so many little details that I obviously didn't get to touch on. So if you have any questions, just let me know. I'd be happy to help. And yeah, thank you so much for listening. We really appreciate you guys following along this journey with us. And, you know, even if no one is listening and we're just talking to ourselves, we still have a great time doing it. So (laughs) anyways, thank you. And we'll see you next time.